Hey, everybody. Welcome to this Monday morning. Uh, morning? Yeah, still morning on uh, West Coast Canada land. Um, so <laughs> I've been horribly jealous and intrigued by people's lives. So I touched on this last time. And it's, it's funny because it replays in my head a lot. And I find myself like desperately longing for things that other people take for granted. Um, home being at the absolute top of those that list. So I'm in awe of these people who manage to have houses and like, how do they get those? And especially people who have houses that they don't even live in. Uh, so the inspiration for this particular rant, reminiscence, uh, longing expression is a Facebook post from a friend of mine. My sister had gone fishing and uh, a mutual friend commented on her photos saying, well, hey, you should have let me know because my brother has a cabin up there that no one ever uses. And my heart just like, <laughs> uh, like uh, here I am so desperate for one of these things. And people are like, oh yeah, we've got cabins. We don't even go there. That cabin at that lake, we haven't even been there for 15 years. And then, you know, like you see photos of places that are abandoned and, like there's this amazing house, uh, waterfront house that I go by all the time. And it's not only abandoned, it's like graffitied and like, it seems like people are, are living there, but obviously probably not under the best of circumstances. And like, how did that come to be? So anyways, I end up at odds in my mind all the time because I've studied a little bit of Buddhism and I've done a 10 day silent Vipassana meditation retreat. And we learned about how misery is created from craving and it makes absolute sense to me. So you create your own misery by either wanting something you can't have or not wanting something you're stuck with. And that's like the basis of all human misery. And if you think about it, it's just so true. And so now anytime something comes up like this longing for this house, it's like, it's so obvious to me that I'm creating my own misery. It's so clear that if I could just shake that off, I would be a much happier person. So I go around and around and around in my brain between this like desperate longing for something and this knowing that I shouldn't be longing for something and or should be making concrete steps towards the thing. So that's the other thing that happens in my life. I hate it when people say, 
oh, I wish I could do that thing. And then they don't do anything to do the thing, like do the thing, <laughs> you know, like I've had some really cool experiences. I got to live in different countries. I've got to work in a bunch of different jobs. I love working with animals. So I find a way to work with animals. And, um, like if you want to do something, as far as I'm concerned, what you need to do is sit down and like, instead of desperately wanting to do it, sit down and put the steps down. Like, so you want to, I don't know. So take one of my own experiences. So you want to work with big cats. Okay, cool. How do you do that? Well, I'm in Canada. You can't really, um, you're not supposed to own big cats here, which is a good thing. Like hashtag don't get me started. Um, so it's not really feasible to work with big cats here. There aren't really any rescues. There aren't really any sanctuaries. Um, we tend to be more interested in killing our big cats here than conserving them. Um, that's a whole other rant. So like I figured out where are the places that I can go that I could work with big cats. Now for me, education wasn't really an option because I don't have any money. And, um, so I needed to find a way that I could volunteer, but volunteerism has become a thing. So now not only do you go to a place to work for free, but you actually have to pay them for that privilege. And if you've ever looked into this, you know that it's becoming like completely ridiculous. Like I just looked at a place this morning that was in South Africa. No, it was in Belize. That's right. It was in Belize um, working at a, a dive site doing research. And it was $2,000 a week. <laughs> like, um, excuse me? for six days a week. Uh, I don't know how many hours a day. And yes, for that $2,000, yes, you do get accommodation, you get meals, but you don't get your flights, you don't get your transfers, you don't get insurance, you, you know, you don't get, you get your accommodation, you get your meals. And hopefully you've managed to find a place that is actually doing good work. And hopefully at the end of the day, it's worth it. And you've made some kind of difference and done some kind of good, but man, I am telling you, do your research before you buy into one of these programs, because there are so many places out there that do a really great job of masquerading as a fantastic place to go. And it's like, I, I don't even have a whole lot of tips on how to tell you how to do your research, because it's like, you don't even know until you're in the thick of it that it's actually not a good place. It's actually not a rescue. It's actually not a sanctuary. So there are certain things you can look for, especially when it comes to working with predators. And that's, you know, are they breeding? First of all, are they breeding? And if so, why? Like you have animals in captivity. Why are you breeding them in captivity? Where are those babies going? Like, especially in my world where I was um, working with big cats, like people will tell you that it's for conservation and that they're releasing them back into the wild is bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. If you can handle a predator, that's a huge red flag. 
Like that's, it's just dangerous all the way around. It's dangerous for the animal. It's dangerous for you. Like this whole, I see these go and walk with lion cubs in Africa. Like, guys, I, I mean, I can't speak for all of them, but I can tell you with a fair amount of certainty that they are not doing anything for conservation. They are doing that to get your $2,000 a week. That's it straight up. And what's happening to those babies is they're being sold into something called canned hunts, or they're just being outright killed. Maybe they're sent to a zoo where they might spend their life in a cage. Um, the United States has a fascination with these backyard roadside zoos that people get these animals and then they realize how expensive they are to keep. So they stuff them in a small cage and they charge people 10 bucks to come in and look at them. I mean, it's just, it's a grim, grim industry. Um, you have to be so careful when you're working with animals to really find a place that is truly doing good things. And I still get taken in all the time. Like I almost ended up at a place in Sri Lanka a couple of years ago. It was an elephant sanctuary and it looked amazing. Like it was hands off, which the more work I do with animals, the more I appreciate hands off approach. Like I don't need to touch them to appreciate them. And I, I mean, most animals probably don't want to be poked at by humans all the time. So it was, this, it was strictly an elephant place. And there was a, you did things like clean up their night houses or whatever, and you prepared their meals and, and that kind of thing for the volunteer work. And then there was this viewing platform and the elephants liked to go seemed to be particular times of day and elephants are creatures of habit. They, you know, like anything, like anyone, they have their times of day where they like to do things. And so there was this viewing platform above this river and you could go and just watch the elephants just do their thing in the river. Well, it's only by huge amounts of research and honestly at the end of the day luck that I found out that these elephants don't just go to the river. They're lured in with food and then they are chained in the river while you sit and watch them. So what the fuck? What the fuck? And this looked like such a good place. Like it had sanctuary, rescue, conservation, written all over it. The website was beautiful. They cited research they've been doing. Like it was, oh, it was shit. It was shit, shit. And I've actually ended up working for a place like that before in Ireland, this place that was supposedly a birds of prey rescue research education place. And it was oh my God, it was the worst place ever. The things that I saw, like, oh my God. So anyways, anyways, that's totally side rant. <laughs> totally off topic. Uh, I don't even know how we got here. I could talk about animals for hours and hours on end. Anyways, this whole longing thing. So I'm finding myself in this miserable depression, which is not unusual for me. And desperately wanting all of these things that I can't have. Oh, maybe that's how I started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I ended up down this road. So this whole idea of setting yourself goals. And if you want the thing, figure out if you can do the thing. If you can't do the thing, you have to be okay with, with that. You have to make your peace somehow that, okay, you researched it. You looked at your options. You just can't find a way to do it right now. Possibly not ever. 
too bad for you. That sucks. Get on with life. You have to be able to do that. But you can't just sit there and think, oh, I really wish I could do that thing. Poor, poor me for not doing that thing. And then not even look into doing the thing. Like, that's a bunch of bullshit. So don't just sit there and say, poor me, and then not even do so much as a fucking Google search to figure out if you can do the thing or not. Like, come on, right? So anyways, yeah, there's owning this house. (laughs) Let's get back to the whole reason why I started this to begin with. I can't see a way of doing it and I can't see a way of stopping the longing for it. So, I mean, the housing market here is just absolutely insane. And I'm making more money right now doing a job that I fucking hate, but whatever. It's money. More money now than I ever have. And I mean, it's a good job. It's it's a boring job, but it's a good job. It's got a pension and benefits and all these adult things that really don't mean a whole lot to me, but I guess it probably should as I'm getting older and it's not using any of my skills at all. Like none of them. It's ridiculous. And still, still with all of this potential stability and security, I cannot see that I could ever manage to buy a house. Like houses here are going for like minimum half a million dollars. And that's for something that's less than fantastic. It's like, who the fuck can afford a half a million dollar house? Especially when you're paying rent. Like I'm paying $1,200 a month for a basement suite and that's cheap, which is fucking ridiculous. How the hell do I save up for a down payment on a house when (laughs) I'm paying somebody else's mortgage? Like, so anyways, I mean, the steps towards that are, of course, save up as much as you can. I struggle to do that because I struggle to be an adult because I largely don't want to be an adult. I want to run away. I keep daydreaming about traveling again when this 2020 bullshit hit I was supposed to be in South Africa and so that all got cancelled and I mean talk about money I lost so much money in 2020 I'd invested all of this money into this travel and of course it was all non-refundable and then just to get back to Canada cost me multiple thousands of dollars and and in my world multiple thousands of dollars was pretty much my entire bank account so start from ground zero again and start over again, which is not unusual for me, but usually I have an experience and a story and, you know, a life. (laughs) This time I just lost all my money for nothing. And yet I can't stop longing for a home. I can't seem to find a way to just be happy with what I have. And maybe I would be happy with what I had if if it felt like home where I was right now, but it doesn't. It feels very, very temporary where I am right now. And I don't know that anywhere ever will. Like I've got it in the back of my head that one day things are just going to click and I'm going to work a job that I don't despise and I'm going to live in a place that feels comfortable And that's all that I really want. Like, I don't need to live this amazing 
rainbows and puppy dogs 24-7 kind of existence. I just want to not dread getting out of bed in the morning. I want to get to a place where I don't feel completely exhausted all the time. I want to feel comfortable, you know? I want to feel respected and appreciated. And I mean, who doesn't want those things? Everybody wants those things. So anyways, I don't have a moral of my story today. Moral of my story is do as I say, not what I do. Quit longing for things you can't have. Make plans to get the things that you do want. If anybody has a house that you want to just, you know, give me, that'd be great. (laughs) Anyways, I'm going to go and try to convince myself that it is better to get dressed and go sit on the beach and be depressed than it is to stay in my pajamas and sit in my living room and be depressed. So not sure how that's going to go. I'm going to go have a shower and have a debate with myself. And what generally tends to happen is when I get out of the shower, either I put deodorant on or I don't. And that somehow (laughs) is the deciding factor in my life. If I have deodorant on when I get out of the shower, I guess that means I'm going out. And I kind of commit to that. And even if I really don't want to, I have deodorant on. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't know why, but that's the thing. So sometimes I can manage to talk myself into it while I'm in the shower. Sometimes I kind of like put myself on autopilot and try to just push through the day. Um, That said, I'm a casual on-call worker and I could still very well get called out today. And that's a whole other level of frustration and depression because I can't actually have much of a life because I got to sit close to my phone and close to my car in case I get called in to work with an hour's notice. So anyways, that's my life today. Happy Monday. I think happy. Have You know what? Have whatever kind of Monday you want to have. There you go. Thanks for listening.